Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode P, Post-Betrayal Syndrome with Dr. Debbie Silber. Hello again. Welcome to the podcast. This is still the week where I'm recovering from a cold, and of course it's the week that I'm recording all these episodes. I wanted to record last week, but it was spring break, and so my son didn't have preschool, so there just wasn't a good time to record. Anyway, we're going to forego the Name the Emotion segment. Again, just fill my inbox. DM me all the examples you can think of, all the emotions you felt recently, and why at A is for Adversity on Instagram. We'll build up my collection and then I'll be sharing them again in a few episodes. I do have a list for the week. My list for this week is kids songs that get stuck in my head. And for some reason, it's the TV ones. Who knew? It's not just the normal nursery rhymes that get stuck. It's Paw Patrol, including the Mighty Pups version and the Pirate Pups song. That is my child's obsession. So those are the songs that get stuck in my head. I even find myself waking up in the middle of the night and Paw Patrol stuck in my head. So thanks a lot, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Next is Coco Melon. Not so much anymore now that my son has moved on, but especially the My Name song, the Yes Yes song, and the Boo Boo song. And then... Occasionally, the Daniel Tiger songs. He has a song for everything, and so they are bound to find their way into my head. Okay, I had this interview a while back, but it's so good. I am so excited to share it with you because it's a concept I've never heard of, and it's always good to learn something new. I was trying to decide where it fit best, and this is the episode where you will hear it. So enjoy. Hello, I'm here with Dr. Debbie Silber. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For sure. I'm so honored to have you on my podcast. I feel like you have such an impressive biography. Would you mind introducing yourself to my guests a little bit? Sure. Well, I'm the founder and CEO of the PBT, which stands for Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. That's where we help people heal physically, mentally, emotionally from the betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self. Perfect. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear about this. It's I've never heard of anything like it before. So I love when I have unique guests that I get to learn something too. So my the theme for my season this go around is empowerment. So I kind of want to speak to betrayal through the lens of that. So how would you say that betrayal impacts our lives or our focus or I don't know. I know that's a, a big question I'm sure, but yeah, could you speak sure. to that? Yeah, well it, it it destroys life as you've known it. I mean because everything think about it when the person you trusted the most proves untrustworthy, who do you trust? When the one you run to when other people are causing harm is the one causing the harm. What do you do? The beauty is it also lays the groundwork for creating an entirely new identity. Mm. You take all the parts you love, you leave behind what no longer serves, and you create a version of you that never would have had the opportunity to show up had that experience not happened. That's when you use the, that's that's when it's trauma well served. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I noticed on, on the PodMatch website, on your little bio, that it says that you can 
you can change the crisis into your biggest gift or what does it say? You can, yeah, into your greatest gift. Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the thing though, most people don't and they, mm. they actually, they get stuck. They, I, I did a study on betrayal. Of course, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. So I did a study on betrayal. Um, what holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which I'm happy to talk about. But yeah. one of them was, and this is this was for me the most exciting of the three discoveries, was that while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal, we're going to move through five now proven predictable stages. Uh, what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every single stage, and we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So when I was you know, what I was referring to is most people, they get stuck. That's in stage three out of the five stages mm. and uh, happy to go through the stages if it would serve. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to hear about it. Sure. Okay. So it's all mapped out uh, in my book, Trust Again. It's what, you know, coaches are certified in. It's what we teach within the Institute. I'll give you sort of a distilled version here. So stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with every single study participant, me too, was this heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, and not really prioritizing the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being, right? If a table only has two legs, easy for it to topple over. Well, that's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So right here, you've ignited your stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete and total state of chaos and overwhelm. You can't wrap your mind around the information you just learned. This mm -hmm. makes sense. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. You know, the rules that govern us, that prevent chaos, don't go there, trust this person. This is how life works. And in one earth shattering moment or series of moments, every rule you've ever known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom's bottomed out and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. It's mm -hmm. terrifying, but think about it. If the bottom bottomed out, you know, what would you do? You grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this? You know, what do I do? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Once this is by far the most common place people get stuck. And here's why. Once we figured out how to survive our experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where we just came from, we're like, okay, okay, we're good. No, we're not. Right. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't even know there's a stage four and five transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we start planting roots here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four mm. things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these small self benefits. You get to be right. You get your story. You know, you get someone to blame. You get sympathy from everyone you tell your story to, right? And so we plant some deeper roots. We're not supposed to, but we don't know. And now, because we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Yeah. You can see the mess we're getting ourselves in. Because we're here again longer than we should be, these are the thoughts we're thinking. This is the energy we're putting out. So now 
like energy attracts like energy. So we're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards us to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. Gets mm. worse, I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. We don't know to go to stage four. Here's where we resign ourselves. We're like, this stinks, but I better find a way to be all right with this. So right here is where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, mm. work, TV, you know, keeping busy, whatever. And think about it. We do that because we're just miserable, right? And we do that for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say, you know, that emotional eating you're doing, that drinking you're doing, you know, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? They look at me like I'm crazy. It'd be like, that happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's it's the most common stage gets stuck so much so that from hard to heal, this is my most recent book, is just for stage three. I was like, mm. I can't believe you bothered going through your trauma and now you're stopping. No. Mm. So you know, you need to move through all five stages. Want me to finish out four and five? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. I can't leave anybody in stage three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're willing, willingness is a big word here. If you're willing to grieve, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my experience, but I control what I do with it. And I always use that example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, like all your stuff isn't there. You know, it's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're, and when you feel that way, mentally, you know, you, you've made a decision and you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you were causing in stage two and stage three. What's also interesting about stage four is let's say you were to move. You don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be once yeah. you're in your new space. Right. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you right here, you don't take them with you. You've outgrown them from stage three to stage four. They don't rise, they don't come. Anyway, when you're making this new mental space cozy, making it home, you move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise, things like that. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. Your mind is healing. You're making new rules, new boundaries, you know, based on the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on your whole experience. And the four legs of the table, in the beginning, it was just about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Wow, fascinating. And you do such a good job explaining all of them. So thank you. So Not my first time. <laughs> right, I believe it. <laughs> so did a personal experience with a betrayal trigger all of this? Yeah, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. You know, and it's my 30th year in business. And as life would morph and change, you know, so in business, I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, mm. thought I did everything I needed to do to heal. A few years later, it happened again. This time it was my husband. Um, mm. Anybody who's been through it, you know, you're shocked, blindsided, devastated. So I got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences. And I was like, okay, well, what's similar to these two? of course me, but what else? And I realized boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I, I'm one of those believers in like, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm. So here I was four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I'm like, I'm going back for a PhD. Mm. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, how I was going to manage it, any of that. 
But I knew I just felt so compelled to do this. And it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I didn't know what was happening. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that. And then when it, when I, it was time to do the study, I studied betrayal and, and it was really just to get me out of this terrible pain I was in. Yeah. But as I was moving through the study and the program, I just remember thinking to myself, you know, if I can heal from this, I'm taking everyone with me. Yeah, for sure. I love it. And then how do we learn to trust again after we've been betrayed? Yeah, you know, I look at trust at like a brick wall and people say to me all the time, can trust be repaired? I say no. Can it be rebuilt? Yeah, but it's a big process. And it's so foundational. Uh, so the way I explain it is I look at it like a brick wall. Every uh, The only way I know of a brick wall being built is brick by brick by brick, right? And I look at trust the same way. Every opportunity someone has to show that they're trustworthy, that's one brick of that brick wall. So mm. it could take a really long time. And now imagine the person who has taken all this time to build this brick wall in one crazy moment shatters the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So- you know, the, the person, the person whose trust has been shattered can look at the rubble of bricks and say, I don't have the least bit of interest in watching that thing get rebuilt. Totally fine. And they walk away. However, if they are willing to watch the brick wall be rebuilt, that would be their role. The other person has to be a really good bricklayer mm. and it has to go up the same way it went up the first time. Every opportunity they have to show that they're trustworthy, that's one brick in that brick wall. What I see so often is, though, people are so, the person whose trust has been shattered, they're so heartbroken, they're so devastated, and they see the other person who shattered the brick wall doesn't really have much of an interest in building it. So the person who whose trust is shattered, they're like, well, I'll build it. No, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. They never feel safe. They yeah. never feel valued when that's the case. Interesting. So how do people know if they have post-traumatic betrayal or is that what it's called? Post-betrayal, post yeah. Syndrome, yeah. Well, that was one of the other discoveries that there's actually this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. We've had over 60,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. Uh, it's interesting because you know, we've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal. That's simply not true. Mm. There's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else uh, you'd like to share? And people write things like my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust, you know, mm. my betrayal happened 10 years ago. feels like it happened yesterday. So we know betrayal is a very different type of crisis that requires a very different type of healing. Hmm. Yeah. So how can people find that quiz? What's the website? Yeah, so it's the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Okay, good. And so is that your website or? The PBT Institute. Yeah, I'm the founder and CEO of the PBT Institute. Yep. Got it. So that's, awesome. that's the site. Yeah. And then is that how people get in contact with you too? Or do you... Yeah, they can just start off taking that quiz. I mean, we have so much on the site and, you know, my podcast is from betrayal to breakthrough and uh, uh, so many different, just go to the PBT Institute. You'll just see everything. We have our, you know, a very unique Institute where everybody, we have people from all over the world and we have our certified coaches who teach daily classes and they all specialize in different things like 
They specialize in narcissism, in divorce, in reconciliation, in chronic pain, in addiction. You know, so people, you know, our members just go to classes all day long and everything's recorded if they can't catch it live. And we have our self-paced programs, which literally move you through the stages. Um, I'm in there doing Q&A. We have, we have the most unique community too, that they're all there to lift and inspire because the wrong support does more harm than good. You know, I did the study on what works and I saw that, uh, you know, if, like some people go, let's say to a therapist, if that therapist isn't highly skilled in betrayal, you know, it, it does more harm than good. We have people coming in with therapy trauma all the time, hmm. or let's say they're in a support group and here they want, you know, to connect and have their group. But meanwhile, it's almost like when they start healing, they don't belong. Hmm. So they're, you know, so everything in uh, the PBT Institute is very forward moving. You come in at stage two or stage three, and you just move through the stages and, you know, through stage five and beyond. Then you graduate. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, thank you so much for the work you're doing and for sharing your studies and findings. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. I will let you know when this airs and I'm excited to share it with my listeners. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at is for adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.